welcome to the Soul Sessions Podcast. I'm your host, Rihanna. I'm a life and a business coach, and I am here to teach you how to create a life and a business that you desire from the inside out. This podcast is designed to inspire you every week with new and exciting topics that will help you become the happiest, most successful person you can be. We will talk about spirituality, mindset, universal loss, energy, self-love, manifestation, purpose, and more topics that will feed your soul. Get ready to discover your unlimited potential. Be a conscious creator and just have a great time while listening to this podcast. Welcome everybody to a new episode of the Soul Sessions podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Today is a very special episode because we are going to talk about a topic that is very much unrelated to business, but I still felt that it was a topic that is very important to talk about. And when I met this beautiful mentor, uh, Nishanti, she's a healing and empowerment mentor. And she helps women break free from sexual trauma. And she guides them through their healing journey. And I felt like she is somebody that I really want to interview to to discuss this topic and to to learn more about the work she does and um, what what you can do for yourself also if you've been through sexual trauma to, to heal. So welcome to the show, Nishanti. Thank you. Thank you so much for the invite. Really appreciate it. And um, I absolutely would love to start this conversation because it's necessary, as you mentioned. Great. I'm very impressed by the work that you do, and I'm excited to hear uh, more about it. So like I've mentioned already, I decided to invite you to the show because I feel like it's such an important topic to talk about. And it's still, even though Me Too happened, it's kind of a taboo, this topic. Yes. How do you feel about yeah, that? I, absolutely. I, I absolutely agree. There's, there, there's, there's a taboo around the topic. It's very difficult for people to start the conversation, to talk openly about it. And I think it's mainly because there's so much fear that you feel within and so much doubt and also lack of trust. Um, And that's mainly because we're not used to talk about the uncomfortable. Right, right, right. Do you feel like in the last years, I mean, in the last years, what I've seen, and uh, I I personally uh, luckily don't have um, any experience with sexual trauma, but what I've seen happen in the world is that, I mean, we've had uh, Me Too, and lately also documentaries have, have you know, um, have come out like about Jeffrey Epstein or uh, Henry, well, this director of, of, of mm-hmm. Myra Max, uh, yes. big, big secrets really have come out yes. to the surface. And how, how, how do you feel like it's, it's a topic that in the last years or months has we've been more com- become more comfortable to talk about? Um, yes, I absolutely think so. I think for me, because the 
frequency on Earth is rising, like all these secrets and everything that yeah. was hidden is coming to the surface. And you see that happening in the world uh, with the with, with like the Epstein documentary and all these things that are being released, but also in people's personal life. So it's happening on on like the big scale, but also. Right to the day-to-day -day people and in the families that we know because to me personally like human trafficking and pedophilia are the two um biggest issues and problems humanity is facing and dealing with right and it's happening in all scales of society so yes um we, we starting to talk more about it but there is still a lot of work that that has to be done. Right, right, right. And why is it so important that we start to break through it even more? Because no one deserves to carry this baggage and this pain and this trauma with them for their entire life. And, and I think many of us um, block the trauma away as well. So it's only popping up at a later stage. And even when you started uh, talking about it when you were younger, for example, if you didn't block it away, um, it's very challenging because people don't really take it that serious sometimes. It's something that's waved off the table. Like right. it's not that bad, or maybe it's not the case or like, but it was your experience, so yeah. it's your truth. And you still need to face uh, that trauma and release all these lower frequencies and all these pains that you carry with. Right, 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 right. And, and, and what are some feelings that need to be dealt with in order to really, uh, to really open up and talk about? I think one of the, the, the main things that I see at the beginning stage is the trust like trusting yourself because as we are growing older we're starting to doubt if things are really if things really happened in the past when right. we were younger because we're starting to justify it in our minds yeah. so we don't trust ourselves and then it's making it even more difficult to yeah um reach out for help or start talking to someone even familiar about it um so that's one of the main things um at the beginning stage at least right 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 yeah because we, we we're talking about all these other traumas uh, so much more easily right and then the sexual trauma yes. is like it's still a bit it shocks people it's still a bit like okay shh, or um yeah it's um yes it's yeah people it's like people don't want to yeah you know, it's like people don't want to hear it it's it's they they right. rather turn their their head away from it because um, it is such a sensitive topic and often um, it's family related, so it's like yeah. just keep it like in this close surroundings. Pretend that it didn't happen because then we can pretend that we have this this good life and everything is perfect. But I must say, right. since I started opening up. Uh, and that's that's one of the main reasons that motivated me. Um, I just noticed how much this is happening within our collective and how many people yeah. have dealt with sexual trauma one way or the other. Right, right. To, to, uh, yeah, I, I would like to share a, um, a short story about it. Last week, uh, I was talking to my new... Um, 
Nana, we call it here, but it, but it's a, it's like a housekeeping somebody that that helps with with chores in the house. And she's from Peru, and I asked her why she came to Chile, and, and she told mm-hmm. me that. Uh, they were all living all together in Peru with the whole family uh, in a house, which is quite common there. And there was an abusive uncle and he would mm-hmm. abuse uh, his nieces uh, and, and her as well. And, um, and nobody would do something about it, even though they yes. knew they either wouldn't believe it they or they wouldn't, or they wouldn't want to talk about it because they would just want to, you know, yeah keep pretending like everything is mm. fine that the police wouldn't do anything so the only thing she could do was go to another country that was wow. i thought that was yeah. shocking yes i thought that no, was shocking. no yeah absolutely yes. yeah yeah and then right. you see how important that safety environment is because this happens often that that people don't believe you or like i i honestly believe that a lot of people do know about it yeah. Maybe even on a conscious level or subconscious right. level, but it's not something that you really miss in a way. So okay. it's it's really there. We coming back to the taboo again, like like. But no, that's not possible. Even if you can pick up on certain habits or certain things that you saw playing out, um, but then it's like, but no, that wouldn't be the case. That's not possible. Yeah. So we still try to justify it in our minds. Wow kind of because we can't believe that that's actually one of the possibilities right. and that's actually the case right right well i think that is a very important thing that you mentioned right now because that that is for like the people who who are not experiencing the sexual trauma themselves but they are the environment and they might pick up the signs and and, and they might be telling themselves well no you know that's just my mm. imagination or or that's probably not the case right yeah so yeah. so yeah, absolutely. so how, how did you develop to become a coach for women who have experienced sexual trauma so it it's it's because of my own experiences and i honestly believe that your own traumas experiences stories are your strength and are your power because um I can understand someone like no one else can because I've been through the same. And um, my teachers, they were able to taught me things because of similar experiences, some of them. And they were so valuable. You can't read that in a book. It's just because you know the feeling or you know, like, okay, like try this or that. And I learned that that's that's the power. That's that's really, really valuable. Yeah, 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 that, that, yeah. That's it. It's that. To- that totally makes sense. That totally makes sense. Um, I, I think for any coach, really, whatever your whatever the kind whatever the kind of coach it is, it's important that you've had yes. the experience so that you can relate and really, really guide people through that. So, would you uh, want to share um, about your about your story and and your healing journey also? Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, so I, I blocked my trauma away for about 32 years. So 
I'm also adopted and actually all my life, everything was always pointed into the direction of the adoption, okay. which was kind of the easy way out. And I always got it because it made sense, right? It right. makes a lot of sense that everything that you're facing or going through is pointed into that direction. But I always could feel that there was more. And um, when I moved to South Africa, um, I started to opening up in different ways and, and being able to dive deeper and deeper. And then the last time that I visited Sri Lanka, everything just clicked. And I was like, okay, but it's fine. Like I find myself in that sense. And then things only became worse. And then it's like, okay, but then there's really more than just the adoption. And I should be trusting myself and I should be diving deeper. So it's actually for me through a plant medicine journey and uh, drinking aboga that the trauma came to the surface the first time. And it appeared in my journey as a gray box which I couldn't tap into. Uh, Eventually I could, but um, I was not ready to completely open the box. So I was searching and I was running and and I was looking for answers, but I couldn't pinpoint it. And then I got kind of scared and it took me like one and a half year to do another journey again and to really dive deep. But in that one uh, one and a half year, (laughs) like all these feelings came to the surface, like a lot of fear, like, really strange things were happening that I would freak out when someone, a, a man would start dancing with me, for example, and I would just start crying and, and, and didn't know why wow. um, the, the, the last person that I was closer with, he would, would, for example, just put his hands around me or my shoulder or, and I would freeze. And there were all these things that I couldn't wow. understand, but it was just the trauma was coming to the surface more and more and more. Yeah. And from your subconscious into your conscious yes 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 absolutely and then there was this point in time that I felt like there is something wrong with me and I don't know what it is but it's too painful to actually deal with it now but I know I'm going to face it one day and exactly a year later it all clicked and um, then, yeah, it was literally as without, so with, um, as within, so without. It was literally that my whole world fell apart within. And that was also uh, my outside world at that stage when the trauma really came to the surface. And I made it my ugly truth. I was actually in, anchoring it in as this really happened. And I can't avoid it anymore things just started to collapse around me as well. <laughs> like what is it what does ways. it uh what does it look like basically when you uh, when a trauma comes up that you have suppressed for more than 30 mm-hmm. years do you see images do you just know does it does a, a piece of the puzzle fall back into the puzzle? What does it look like? Could you describe that a little bit for us? Yes, yes. So um, the first time that I was really like making it my truth in a way, uh, that was my second Aboga experience. Um, I saw a lot of visions where, where they were all sexual related. Okay. And it was terrible. It was like like these flips, like bam, 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 bam. And it didn't stop and it didn't stop. And I still couldn't make sense of it. I still didn't understand it. Up till later, after, and then I couldn't stop crying. And it was just like, this is it. And then I felt this freedom from within. Like for the first time in my life, I could feel this is it. 
I've been searching my whole life. I've been traveling. I've been moving around and I was restless and I knew something was not right. I knew something was wrong. And that was the first time that I knew like I can stop searching now because this is it. And it was like I could breathe for the first time and that I could really, really feel. And then it only started because only then um, the actual flashback started. It's like you open this tap for water and you can't close it anymore. So okay. when you give into it and when you actually allow it to become your truth and allow the feelings to really come to the surface for you to face and deal with, then it's kind of the universe is also guiding you like, okay, but now you're slowly going to yeah, face everything to, in order to release everything. Right. And that's kind of what happened. And then, then only the flashbacks started to happen. And they were at times very visual. At times, um, it was just a feeling. And I would, for me personally, I would respond in a way, like it could be triggered, for example, if someone would mention a word, like a car, and then in, in a conversation. And then, for example, I would go back and it's like, oh, it also happened in the car. And then oh. I would go back as if I was in the car. And I would lose track that I'm actually on the other side of the world and that I'm safe. I would start hyperventilating and often I would stop breathing even because that was the trauma response that I did as a child as well. Would stop so breathing. I really had to learn. Like, wow. Yes, because if you, um, what happens, like the, the trauma started at the age of five, what happens is that my soul left my body. So I know exactly where I was standing uh, or where I was going through to, to. And then um, for your body to feel even less, you slow down breathing and sometimes you stop because then you feel even less. So your soul already left. And then if you get less oxygen, it's, it's even less, you're, you're even less present in that specific moment. So when I was reliving some of these moments, I would respond in the exact same way as I would respond as, as the little Nishanti, as my inner child. Right. So I had to overcome that. And some, some of the things that really helped me, for example, is connecting with the sounds outside, especially the birds, right. <laughs> like uh, connecting, listening to the birds. And for me, it really helps because I'm like I mentioned, I'm in South Africa, like I'm on the other side of the world. I'm safe here. Nothing can happen. It happened in the past and I'm safe. And yeah, that's how you slowly um, yeah, get through these moments. And I'm, I'm very grateful that the first few flashbacks were with um, uh, other people around, or someone else around. And then along the way, I learned to deal with it myself. Right, right. And so is that the reason that people forget basically consciously about their trauma? Because at the moment that the sexual abuse is happening, they tune out. Is that is that yes. the reason? Is that related? Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. That, 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 that can absolutely like you basically it's like it's how your brain works. That's how it also popped up as a box. Like we, we, we often think in rooms and boxes when we put something away in our brain uh, and then we can, we can put it far away in a, in a sense. And that's, that's basically what's yeah. happening because we're so disconnected. The soul is so disconnected from our human body and, 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 and then we just suppress it because it's easier 
kind of, it's a survival. That's how I always call it. It's a survival mechanism. It was my survival mechanism to actually block it away for all these years. It was by choice in a way. My soul decided that before I started okay. this journey on earth. And then to only, only then when I was in my 30s, it came up because then I was ready to actually face it and to deal with it. And these years before, I most likely was not ready yet. And now I was, and then it came to the surface. And now I'm actually very grateful for my inner child because she saved me. But there were periods in time that I was very angry at her. Because how can you forget this? How can you block a trauma like that? So you have a lot of conflicted feelings within. And um, it's a process. It's, It's a process. Yeah, wow, 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 wow. It's a mix of very, very complicated feelings, I can imagine, as you, as you yes. described that. And so, so if I may ask, um, I cannot help but wonder, who did that to you? Yes, good question. I was very open about that. And uh, in my first uh, blog post where I released my story, I mentioned the person. And then he threatened me with a... Um, um, with a case in court. Okay. So because I never filed a court case, I am actually not allowed to say um, who did because he wasn't found guilty. In a sense, I never had the intention to start that process because I don't believe in the system in that way. And I believe he is already living in a jail or in his own home right. in that sense. Um, so the only thing I can mention is that it was family and that it was very close family right 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 exactly okay yeah i understand um so how does it make you feel that you cannot be completely open about the entire story um i actually find that very difficult because it's like my voice is being silenced once again. And that's also how I felt it when this all was playing out. And this was still this year. Um, because I think it's not just, it, it's, it's, it's not right. And I kind of can get both sides, but I feel I should be able to talk about it openly. Um, so yes, I'm still struggling with that part myself. Um, yeah. yeah. But, but for now, um, I made peace with it in a way, but it also gave me extra inspiration to do what I do and to actually um, make sure that at the end we can talk openly about it. Because it's also when you're raped, um, you normally like go to the police or whatsoever later right because in the in the moment itself it's often too traumatic and then it's it's always like but there is no real proof but what what's real proof because in the system what they see as real proof well there's also other proof so that that's making it very difficult and for me like i said it started at the age of five so when you only bring this up at at in your 30s well there's all these years in between yeah so yeah, like that's that's making it difficult. I can imagine, right, right. Uh, so many people must be dealing with this situation. Yes. Right. Yes. Especially yes. when a lot, a lot of people. Yeah. 
And I think it's also very different for everyone. If you, I could still go to court. I could still make a case out of this. And um, it's my choice to not do that. I never felt that from the beginning because I don't think that's the answer. That's me. I don't believe that's the answer. I really believe love and light and, and, and compassion is the answer because I strongly feel that if someone can hurt a child like that and does sexually abuse a child, that person must be in pain himself or herself. Right. You can't act if you don't feel an incredible pain within. Right. So for me, it, it has much more sides because that person also requires healing and yeah. the system and going to jail is not the solution for that. So that's why it's so important to actually start this conversation because we need healing on all aspects on both sides. Right. It's not only me, it's also the other sides. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's beautiful that you mentioned that, but I can't imagine that it takes some time until you get there. <laughs> To the point where you can say, like, yes. this oh, yes. yeah, <laughs> I can imagine that. Yeah. Yes. Right. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> right. So, yeah. so, but that was my ultimate goal. Right. Yeah. Sorry. That well, was my, yeah, that was my, my goal to, yeah. to, to find and work towards that point of feeling that compassion and love for myself, because then only I can feel it also for the abuser. Exactly. Right. And yeah, that's yeah, like the that's, ultimate healing. That's what you want. That's to how it sounds. It's like the ultimate healing. Yes. Right. Right. And so, yes. so, so, so you just told us like um, the story started to come up and you start to have all these flashbacks. Um, was that the start of your healing journey or did that start later? What happened after that? And, and were you, were you, you must've been so afraid that more would come up. I can't imagine. Yes, that's that's the, the I think that's the the biggest fear um, you face. It's dealing with the flashbacks and always thinking um, there's more to come. I can't do this because I can't handle more. I can't do this. I will not survive it. But what I learned, and there it's going back to the trust that you will only get and receive what you can handle, and you mm-hmm. can do it. And there will be very tough moments. There will be very challenging and difficult moments. But if I see myself now and look at the person I am today today, I'm already so grateful because I'm such a better version of myself in a way because now I can truly feel. I can uh, see life and, and observe life and feel life in a complete different way than ever before. And it was all worth it. Just feeling that freedom within and that love for myself and the confidence and, and all the beautiful things that come with it as well. Right. Right. And, and what was, um, what, what can you describe to us what the healing journey looked like more or less? Yes. So for me, I worked a lot with the plant medicine. Uh, that, that was a great help for me, but that's not for everyone. Um, so I also went, um, I, I chatted to a psychologist for a while. Um, that was not really my thing, um, but it did help me for some sessions. And then I started uh, regression and hypnotherapy. And that was much more how I could work through my trauma. And that involved also a lot of body work. And um, 
I think that's great. So I think it's very, very important that you listen when you start the journey of, of remembering to your own feeling within because um, everyone is different. So what's working for me might not work for you. And there are so many different tools and teachers and, and beautiful things out there. So it's important to actually, at the beginning, especially maybe start to experiment a, a bit, like maybe I want to chat to someone and speak to someone, or maybe the body work or hypnotherapy is, is working better for me. And then you will feel like this is what I need in the moment. And maybe in a few months or weeks times it changes. And that's also okay because you are changing because it's a process. So always keep it close to your own feeling, I would say, because that's leading. That's actually where you take your power back. And that's the most important thing because that's the biggest part of the healing journey when you experience sexual trauma. Right. It's taking back and stepping back in your power because you always gave away your power. Someone was always overpowering you. So you need to learn your body now again, that you are in control and that you now are in charge and can make all these decisions. Right, 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 right. So you, you've done um, various modalities and things, really. And, yes. uh, and, and you, you did it in an intuitive way. Yes, I did. Yes. Right. Um, but that's because I always followed my feeling. I also went for sound healing sessions. Um, yeah, I, I did a lot of different things. Um, and I would just listen to yeah, what, what would resonate with me at that specific time. Right. Okay. And um, so what would you recommend uh, women who, who've just maybe discovered about their sexual trauma or maybe they feel like they're ready to, you know, really um, begin that healing journey, where to start? Yeah, for me, um, it's really important that you start talking to someone that you feel safe with and that you feel comfortable with. The talking is a big part of the healing, same as the feeling is a big part of the healing. So um, the step to reach out, it's the most difficult step. And okay. that, that's, that's, it's a big step. And maybe it's easier first to reach out to a friend or even a family member, depending on the situation. And otherwise, I would actually strongly recommend to reach out like someone to, like myself. Um, but, but that's, again it's a big step for you to overcome because you must remember when you start to talk about it, you are making it your reality. And that's something right. that's very scary because if we don't speak it out loud, it's still there, but it's not really, we're not starting to embody it yet. Yeah. And that's what's making that step so big in our minds and in, in the way we feel. But what I've seen is the moment that you do reach out, I always say the moment you reach out, I've got you, but it, it will change because you will gain the trust in yourself. And um, it's important then for me as well to create that safe space so that people can feel that they can be themselves, no matter what they're going through or feeling. 
that's very, very important, the safe space. Right, 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 right. And so how, how can women get ready if they don't feel ready yet or they feel like it's such a big step to take to reach out to someone yeah. and really, you know, and really begin that journey. How, how, how can they help themselves to get there? Yes, I think uh, it can really help to already, for example, on social media, there's so much out there to follow people who are talking about these topics and to just see like how they can empower you or maybe for you to also see that you're not alone in this, that you yeah. feel like, okay, Like there's more of us actually going through this. And if they can do it, I can do it. Even though you know you can do it. Um, to just get a little bit more familiar. And another nice tool, but again, this is also a big step for a lot of people, is, is start to write about it. Okay. So instead of immediately talking, start to, in your own time, when you feel it, try to write things down. And that already can be very challenging and difficult because again, you're putting it on paper. So you're making it part of your reality now. Right, exactly. And what I see, yeah, what I see is that uh, people are the most afraid of reliving the trauma of the flashbacks. That's the thing that, that we all need to overcome. That's the biggest yeah. fear. Like, but yeah. I don't want to feel that again, or I don't no. know how that felt. So it's better if I don't exactly. live it. Right. But yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and I completely get that. Yeah. Right. Of course. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And right. I completely get that. But what I learned is really that when you relive it, You don't need to relive everything, actually. But when you relive certain moments, um, you start to releasing it. And then it doesn't belong to you anymore. So just imagine not carrying that weight any longer. That's exactly. opening up so much beauty and love and light from within. Um, yeah. And that's, that's giving you back these beautiful gifts that we all have. Right, exactly. Right, right, right. So really look also at the benefits that it can give you um the freedom that yes. you can experience from from this trauma and so maybe you want to tell uh us a little bit about that like what is that that been for you like the you before your healing journey and, and the you now like what are what are the differences what are the benefits yes yes first i want to mention one other thing because what we see a lot of times is that people uh, have problems in their relationships So um, a lot of people are attracting abusive relationships yeah. um, and, and when they're older, but also there's, yeah, and, and the, the sexuality, that's not always like um, going that well in, in relationships, of course, and people don't know why it actually is. So there is a lot that you can shift in that area too. For me personally, I have never been really involved with someone and now it makes complete sense why that was not happening. So yeah. it was the circle that I had to break through in order for me to also be open to um, yeah, open myself up for a potential relationship with a man and, and all these things. So we have all these patterns and we often don't understand them in the moment and only later we're like, okay, this now makes a lot of sense. So 
on that, what it did for me personally is that, like I said, I, I was for a while this very insecure, I would say, little girl. And now I feel that I'm a beautiful uh, woman <laughs> and I feel very empowered. I feel confident. I do trust myself and I feel safe. And yes. that's a big thing. I feel safe. And yes. if I don't feel safe, I am very in tune now. I feel when I'm stepping out of my body. So because I was so used to everyone who experienced trauma. So almost every one of us is never really in our body. We are always just outside of our body or really far away from our body, our soul. So I'm very now, I can feel when I'm still flying out kind of, but I also know now how to ground myself right. and how to like, like, get myself back and sometimes that's easier and sometimes that's more yes. difficult but also overcoming fears there there are things like that coming to the surface in daily life but they always have a deeper root cause most of the things were going back to the trauma of my inner child but I never made that connection yeah. I could not see it and only now I could connect all these dots and now for example, I was always a bit afraid of uh, hiking. I broke my ankle three times. If that's not a sign of the universe, like, <laughs> yeah. uh, yes. And it was the left ankle. So it's the feminine side and twice in one year, actually. And then I was like, okay, something is wrong. So I was afraid to hike and now it's completely gone. So this fear was related to something completely else. So that's just showing us that whatever pops up in our adult life and coming to the surface has always a deeper root cause. It's always going back to something that we didn't process um, from our inner child or maybe wow. even past lives. Wow, right, 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 right. So that makes me just curious. Uh, and I've heard about that also. I'm just going to pop this question in. Could, could like a sexual uh, uh, trauma come up from a past life also? And how do you know that it's from a past life? Yes, I think it absolutely can uh, pop up. Um, for me personally, I can feel very well if I'm experiencing something from a past life or my lifetime now. How I can distinguish it is that when it's something from this life, I, I am in there, especially when it's just coming to surface in full emotion. So I can feel it in every single cell in my body, so to say. When it's yeah. from my past lives or from my lineage, because remember, we carry a lot with from our lineage and our DNA and from our ancestors as well, which we are all clearing at the moment. So then when something like that is coming up, I can actually experience it, but I can step back. So it's happening, but it's not really happening. It's, it's difficult to explain, but it's a different feeling. You can experience okay. it with all, without all the, the deep, intense feelings. Right, right. You so will feel it. You will, you will you absolutely feel it. Feel you don't it. have to it's be afraid that, yeah. that you'll be confused about something that no. came up and that might, no, no. Okay, yeah. No, no. When you can feel it, yeah, when you feel it in your body, and that's, again, trust, important, very important. When you feel it in your body, it happened to you. You can't make that up. 
you can't make it up. Right. And even if you think this can't be true, how can you feel it then? Yeah. Your body and your soul is telling you something. We, we all carry this bit on, in, in our DNA on cellular level. So yeah, we, yeah it, it's there. We should not be doubting ourselves. No, right, right. If you experience it, if you feel it, it's happened, period. You don't need to, yes. to doubt yourself, yeah. right, right. Um, what are the what are some results from the healing journey uh, that you guide women through? Yes. Um, so I think safety is is a is a big thing. Like a lot of people are afraid um, to sleep in bed, for example, or for the bed sheets. Yeah or um, the dark, those type of things, to, to overcome that, to not sleep on the couch every single time, um, to attract more love in relationships. Uh, wow. A lot of women right. are in abusive relationships, and now they're attracting, attracting these men in their life, which are actually loving and caring. Um, more self-love, because you feel more self-love, you will attract more love. Um, yeah. Overcoming of fears in all type of different ways, of course. Um, no areas of life. Feeling, yeah, and and feeling free. I think people underestimate that, but that feeling that you're free, that you set yourself free of yeah. that backpack that you were carrying with for such a long time, because mm. it all these all these lower frequencies, all these. Um, pains, traumas, they don't belong to our soul. That's not who we are. Right. And our soul actually doesn't know any fear. No. We only know love and we only know light. So it, it are stories, it are kind of stories in our heads. And we need to now learn who we are without these stories, these labels and these boxes, because that's who we truly are. But we forgot who we truly are. Right, 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 right. So you're you're really helping the women through their and and be in alignment with their soul. Yes, um, yes, absolutely. Right. To to be in alignment with your higher self, but also I think in daily life, more the practical things is the confidence, uh, the love, the safety, um, those type of and and taking back your power, stepping right. back into your power. That's such a big thing. Um, learning that it's okay to speak up. Um, learning that for me, it like I never realized that I was when I was in an uncomfortable situation that I could step away from it. Someone yeah. had to tell me that, but you can just step backwards. And it's like, oh my gosh, I can. Or you can yeah. just cross the roads. That that things they never because I was one of the people I would freeze. Yeah, people yeah, the, the flight or fight, I would freeze. So it's like taking control of 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 your decisions again, taking control of your body, and that's very empowering. Learning that's it's my decision now. I can say yes, I can say yes. no, and I don't need to do anything that doesn't feel safe or doesn't feel good. Right, right. Clear boundaries. Right. Beautiful. So, so, yes. so, so what is something that you want to say to women who are listening right now, who've experienced sexual trauma, maybe you've, you've just discovered it and, um, who, 
what 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 would you want to say to them in general what what can they do to to help themselves or or to seek help or what would your message be yeah my message would be that um that you can absolutely overcome this that you are powerful beyond your own imagination and that you have a very powerful soul because you chose this lesson to experience this in this lifetime and that itself to me is bravery and now actually if it just came to the surface or maybe already for a longer time but it keeps coming back now the universe is actually letting you know that it's time to let go of this now that it's really right. time to set yourself free right exactly wow that's beautiful so beautiful so so how can we um support you find you um work with you if we want to yes well you can find me on instagram and on facebook um with my name nishanti Dayawati, and uh, my website i love to engage with people and i can imagine that it's sometimes very difficult uh, to respond in a comment so always feel free to send me a dm and yeah. um the other thing is my content because i'm I'm so open about it, um, can be sometimes uh, quite direct to people or maybe trigger people. Um, yeah. But there too, I, I just want to mention and say that that's actually a beautiful thing and that's a good thing because it's right. teaching you again something and it's teaching you that there is still work to do within and there are beautiful people um, who can guide and support you with that right wow beautiful so um yeah go to nashanti's um instagram or facebook you also have a beautiful um video series that you've done and i think you're doing one in the moment also where you give a lot of valuable uh a lot of valuable content um that helps women to take steps already Yes, so I did a video series on healing sexual trauma where I had uh, different episodes on how to overcome your fear, but also explaining more what it means to make your truth, the ugly, the ugly truth, the truth, because that's the biggest yes. step. And right now um, I'm actually doing a series on fear, uh, face everything and rise, I call it. And that's also very related to trauma in a way because we, we carry with a lot of fear. So it's, it's part of the healing journey. Right, right, right. Okay, wow, very beautiful. Nishanti, thank you so much for being on the Soul Sessions podcast. I think you are a huge role model uh, for people, for, for women to, thank you. Uh, yeah, to, to, you know, do hard things and uh, rise. <laughs> arise and shine like you do you're you're you you're an amazing mentor yeah. and um uh yeah and thank you so much for opening up and and sharing your story yeah well thank you for for also giving me this opportunity to to share my story i and again i think it's beautiful that that you're doing this and especially right now to share more and more about these type of stories so thank you right yes i really hope that we can continue to talk about this to open up and to heal all together yeah
Yes. So thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for listening to the Soul Sessions podcast. If you have enjoyed listening to this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you would take a minute to hop over on iTunes and leave a review. Not only I love reading your personal messages, it also helps other listeners to find the Soul Sessions podcast. So keep chasing your desires, beautiful. I wish you an amazing day. And if you want to know more about me, hop over to riannafantel.com and I would love to hear from you.